Hey there, you big, beautiful bastards. Welcome to Cool Story Bro. I'm a professional podcaster who doesn't want to work anymore. They say AI will take our jobs. So let's see if this dream can become reality. These are stories written mostly by AI with some humanoid editing here and there. I can't forget it, bro. Cool story. Bro. Cool story. Bro. My name is Booker Smithison, but it might not always have been that. Booker, did you say? That's an unusual name. Yeah, I guess. Whatever. Anyways, I might not even be the man you see before. Wait, what? You're not the man I see? I don't, I don't know. You can be the judge of that after hearing my story. Oh, okay. Go on, I guess. So... In the heart of downtown Tampa Bay, I lived a life of poverty and solitude. I was an Uber Eats delivery person in the 1980s, navigating the city's arteries on a beat-up bicycle with a flat tire and only one pedal. I couldn't afford two pedals. It was a life of simplicity, of passing by windows with a longing gaze at what was beyond my reach. That sounds rough, but did you say the 1980s Looks like you were born in the 1980s. It was rough, yes, but fate had a different plan. With my entrepreneurial spirit, I stumbled upon a gold mine in food delivery. I found new ways to deliver bags of food ten times faster than before, and it tasted better. Better? Better, yes. My hard work and diligence made me millions. My bank account swelled with more zeros than you've ever dreamed of. That's rude. I traded my one-pedal bicycle for a sleek car with four tires, one that turned heads and displayed my newfound status. Wearing a tuxedo and a top hat, I epitomized success. Women and drugs were all over me every day. Drugs were all over you? All over. I ate all the best foods and even watched all the classic movies. And what was your favorite old movie? Uh, the Pink Panther is my favorite. You know, it's the bumbling antics of Inspector Clouseau that gets me every time. Easy decision, Pink Panther. But you know what's not easy? Life on the streets. That ain't easy. And that movie reminds me that even in the toughest times, there's room for a good laugh. Haha, that's awesome. So what happened then? Well, beneath my glittering exterior, a sense of emptiness loomed. My car was opulent, but it was just an empty shell. The tuxedo masked the longing for genuine human connection. Well, yes, that's kind of what tuxedos are for, after all. In the top hat, it couldn't hide the gnawing loneliness that accompanied my climb to the top. One day, as I passed through a group of homeless folk, a stranger grabbed my arm. Turns out his name was Frank, and he knew me. His eyes mirrored my past. His loneliness was akin to mine. He told me we were the same. Clones. You know, like copies of each other. Uh, right. Like identical people. I know what a clone is. Okay, yeah. Clones. He said we were created by forces beyond our understanding. Wild. How did this happen? I don't know. It's beyond our understanding. 
I ain't sure who was the original or if it even mattered. So how did he know you were clones? And how did he convince you? And are you a clone of him or is he a clone of you? Frank knew a lot of things nobody else knew. Frank had this way of reading people, seeing past their masks and picking up on the stuff they hid. He could tell when someone was hurting, even if they tried to act tough. It's like he carried the secret toolbox of kindness and empathy that he shared with those who needed it most. And somehow, just being around him made you believe that things could get better. Okay, and how did that convince you that you were clones and not just two people that looked alike? Because Frank knew things. He said we were like two pieces of a puzzle that fit. He talked about our eyes, our struggles. And he would talk about how we were invisible to folks passing by. Wait, was he invisible? I mean, could other people see him or just you? Visible, but forgotten. We both had the same look in our eyes that said we knew what it meant to be forgotten. So whether I was a clone of him or he was a clone of me, it didn't change the fact that we found something in each other that made life a little less lonely. Oh, that's cute. What? No, it's, it wasn't like that. Don't make it weird. Oh, the, the way you were talking, I just assumed... No, it wasn't. It, he, he was, we're clones. Either way, I decided to give him a shot. To believe in the chance that we were more than just faces in a crowd. But get this. He said there were others like us out there. At first, I thought he was crazy. But we searched, and to my astonishment, we found more clones. Jack, Mary, Sam. Together, we formed a makeshift family bonded by shared experiences. And a shared face? Yeah. Wait, did you say Mary? Yep, one of us. Their presence filled the void I had tried to ignore all my life. The luxury that couldn't shield me from the pain. Tell me more about the Mary clone. And then it happened. With a walk... A crazy idea, Frank brought purpose to our lives. Stir-fry became more than sustenance. It became a symbol of resilience, a testament to survival against all odds. The back of my car transformed into a makeshift kitchen, and people were drawn to our humble stir-fry stall. Not for the fancy car or the tuxedos, but for the camaraderie we offered. Wait, back up. You and Frank and the other clones, and Mary, who we still need to get back to, started a stir-fry food truck out of the back of your luxury car? Why? It seemed the only thing left to do. But that wasn't all. Frank's next idea was even more audacious. Karate lessons. I scoffed, yet his unwavering determination convinced me. And sure enough, people came eager to learn and be empowered. And we were good. All of us so good at karate, it surprised everyone, even ourselves. Our business group, sushi and karate, and the top hat I wore once paled in comparison to the fulfillment I found there. I thought you said it was stir fry. It was sushi too. People like sushi. I like sushi. <clears throat> Go on. So we weren't just clones anymore. We were warriors against adversity, defenders of the forgotten. 
Crime plagued our city, and we took it upon ourselves to stand against it. Our fancy car and tuxedos were replaced by a determination to make a difference. So you got rid of the car and tuxedo? No. But from stir-fry sellers to karate instructors, we evolved into a team that fought for justice, offering hope to those who had none. Our individual stories converged into a narrative of unity and resilience, proving that even the most unexpected alliances could become a force for good. Unexpected alliances? I would think clones would always form an alliance, like the stormtrooper thing in Star Wars. No one expected it. Not in downtown Tampa, which, once a backdrop to my solitude, transformed into a canvas where we painted a new story of violent justice and good food made by clones. With each punch and kick and karate chop, we defied the odds, showing that heroes came in all forms, and they often arise from the depths of adversity. All forms? A clone just has one form, though, right? Well, obviously. And as one form, we fought side by side. By side, by side, by side with Mary. Yes, all of us. We rewrote our destinies. The past might have been marked by emptiness, but the present was defined by the strength we found in each other. And the future? That's written in blood. Our journey was a testament to the power of transformation, reminding us all that even in the darkest of shadows, there's a chance to shine brightly. That transformation being from stir-fry to sushi? Sometimes. Okay. Well, that was Booker Smithison. Maybe. Or Mary. Or Jack. Even his clones can't keep track very well. All right. Um, is that it? Yeah. That's all I'm allowed to say. Okay. There you have it. Cool story, huh? Cool story, bro. Okay. That's it. That's the show. Stay tuned for the next episode. Doodles. I wrote that last part myself. I think it has a nice flair. No, AI could have done that. Fuck AI, right? Cool start. Cool start. Cool start. Cool start.